Don, we in Luke chapter 12, verse 6, the parable of the barren fig tree. It says, he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. When I first read this, um, when I first read this parable, I was definitely confused. Um, but after dwelling on it, you know, reading it multiple times, using that skill of rereading that they taught us in high school and stuff like that, I actually kind of got it. You feel me? Um, the first thing I did was assign roles, you know, um, that the certain man in the beginning who's owns the vineyard is God the Father, and then the keeper is Jesus, and we are the fig tree, the church, or the world, the fig tree, right? And then I search up some definitions, you feel me? Barren. I ain't know what barren meant. It was some words, bro. You just don't know what it mean, bro. You like you got an idea, but you don't know. But when I search up what barren means, um, it says of land too poor to produce much or any vegetation. Second definition is bleak and lifeless. So in other words, God realized that the tree was lifeless. We were lifeless and we were in sin. And we were bearing no fruit. But the keeper, that is Jesus, he said he was going to fertilize the tree. And when I search up the definition of fertilize, it says producing or capable of producing abundant vegetation of crops. Right. Another one is saying capable of becoming a new individual. So, when I look at that, the, the idea of fertilization, I mean, each plant doesn't use the same fertilization. It either works or it doesn't work. And I think why the keeper said in this parable that if it works, Fine, that's good. But if it doesn't, we can cut it down. Is because in reality, not everybody wants Jesus. 
Jesus died for the sin of the world, knowing that not everybody would come to him. Another definition of fertilize is to make more fertile or productive by adding suitable substances. And when you search up the definition of suitable, it's subjective, meaning right or appropriate for a particular person, purpose, or situation. So the thing about fertilizer is that it's suitable for each person it's suitable for each tree and jesus is only suitable for each person he died for the sin of the world but it wasn't a guarantee it's not a guarantee everybody's going to come to him it even says in luke chapter 13 verse 24 strive to enter through the narrow gate for many i say to you you will seek to enter and will not be able. You will not be able. So Jesus is aware that not everybody's going to come to him and that not everybody's going to take the fertilization of dying for the sin of the world and respond to it well. And that some people are going to be, like Jesus said, the people that built their house not on foundation and it was consumed by the what you might call it the storm but some are going to be the ones who were planted and and built a foundation and sustained the storm and what what i learned is that god wants us to bear fruit god wants us to bear the fruit of the spirit and he notices the time how long we've been out of his house far from his reach but his grace is so abundant that he fertilizes and that he keeps people for another year and another year and another year and another year in hopes of them responding to the gospel that has been preached to them Now, it says, the keeper says, until I dig around it and fertilize it. What is Jesus fertilizing us with? What did he fertilize us with? I mean, when he died, say he said, he said, another helper is coming. And God fertilized us with the Holy Spirit, with his spirit, so that we can bear the fruit of the spirit. He fertilized us with taking our sin away so that we are clean and that our roots are clean and that we are now having the sustainable thing to keep us alive. Fertil I guess fertilizer in farming terms, it redeems the tree. It redeems the plant, right? God wants to redeem us and make us better than what we were before. And God has extended his grace. He's extended his time. He's, extend, he's, he's prolonged his wrath because of what was to come or what is to come 
and has come through Jesus Christ. So I just found that beautiful. And I want to share that. And that the moral of the story is that let's respond to what God has given us through his word. Let's respond to what God is trying to do in our lives. I feel like I've talked about this before. I'm about to go on a tangent. But in Ezekiel, what is it? 34? No, nah, nah, Loki, let me go to it. Because if I say Ezekiel 34 and it's not Ezekiel 34, we got a problem. And I don't want to edit anything out. So, hold on. Where is Ezekiel at? I'm going on my phone. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Ezekiel 34. The irresponsible shepherds, right? I feel like, again, I feel like I talked about this before, but who knows? I probably recorded it and never uploaded it. But look, Jesus, God, God says in this vision that he's given Ezekiel that I am going to be the shepherd for my people. And I'm going to give them everything that they need so they stay in the place that I put them in. They don't have to go astray. But then also... It says in that same chapter, I will, verse 30, what you call it? 23, I will establish one shepherd over them and he shall feed them, my servant David. And I, what is it? And I, the Lord, will be their God. But what does it also say in verse 11? For, the, for thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. So God is saying, one, I will be their shepherd. I will be the one that looks for them. And he also says, I'm going to establish a shepherd. So what does that mean? Does that mean that... I'll tell, no, actually, I'll tell you what it means because I feel like this is what it means, that both of these shepherds is God. That Jesus being the greater David is God and came down to be the shepherd that we need. And God in Ezekiel 34 has given this shepherd divinity and rule over the sheep. And just like in that, let's compare the par let's compare it to this parable. The certain man has given his keeper dominion over the vineyard. To do what he needs to do to make the plants grow. And the father has given the son dominion. And divinity. And control. To extend grace and to be the one who revives. Humanity. Prolonging his wrath right. Extending his grace. And if it's been some time since you've opened up your Bible, open it up. If it's been some time you talk to God, talk to God. But God wants us to bear fruit. And if you are found in him, you must bear fruit. We can't do things half-hearted. We can't work in our salvation. We have to work out of it. We have to stretch ourselves, right? But that's all I got. All right? Amen. This is... An inspirational interlude.
It's been done.